And, and they're going to hold on to those things. Well, remember you said JoJo was da 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 da, da. They're not going <laughs> to let it go. You done forgave him. He done learned his new skills. He changed his behavior. He done moved on. But you done told all your friends that he cheated on you. Girl, you can't do that. <laughs> and, that ain't gonna, and, they, and they don't, they don't love him. So guess what? <laughs> they have no love for him like that. So they're going to hold on to him. ain't going to make it. Damn, JoJo is not invited to the family cookout. <laughs> <laughs> or to brunch with friends, okay? They don't like JoJo no more, right? <laughs> and now you had the heart. That affects your relationship because you have you have violated the vulnerability. You you you've led him mm. to not be able to trust you because now you're going somewhere else to have those conversations. That's why I say talk to a professional, y'all. Please just just talk to somebody. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sis Stop Sulking podcast. I am your host, Miss Tasha Talks Life. This is the safe space for women that are prioritizing their health, their goals, and their dreams. And right here today, I'm so excited for this conversation. I have the wonderful marriage and mindset coach, Courtney. <laughs> Hi. So Courtney, welcome, welcome. Please introduce yourself. Yes. Hey, well, thank you for having me, Sasha. I'm super excited to be here. We're going to get into some good stuff. Yes. <laughs> today. Um, but as you mentioned, I'm Courtney Dubois. I am a relationship coach, um, a married mindset coach, because we got to get ourselves together in our community. I truly, truly believe that um, the Black community thrives when the Black family is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And in order to do that, got to get our marriages together, right? Um, so yeah, I'm excited to be here and get into some of this today. So I'm yeah. excited to hear, you know, an expert opinion and just kind of take some notes myself. And ladies, this episode, I think you might want to take, and I know I say it probably all the time because I'm a teacher by nature. So I'm always providing opportunity for us to learn and grow. And that's what this podcast is about. Yeah, we get on here, we laugh and we joke or whatever, but there's always something that you could take away with that you can implement into your life. So get your notepads ready. You know, we want to really like hone in and just, just have an authentic conversation around this important topic. Like you said, because it's an attack on the black marriage. It really is. And so I and marriage in general. So I definitely am here for it. So yeah. tell me a little bit about how or when, or what was the start of you coaching in this area? <laughs> oh girl. Well, <laughs> Well, I like, you know, many people who are married now. Um, I've met my husband, it's been about 15 years now, 15 years ago. Um, we've been married almost half that time. But um, I just can remember at a point in our relationship, I was like, mm, this ain't it. This is not what I thought marriage was supposed to be. This is not what I signed up for. And nobody was really talking about um the struggles and how to work through the struggles at that time. And I am a trained counselor. Um, and it's funny because people are like, well, you should know what to do. And it's like, well, you know, you really need somebody to help you walk through it, regardless if you know what you're talking about or, you know, or not, you know, you have to have um, counseling. And we got to the point where we were like, all right, we really need to talk to somebody. Um and we learned a lot about ourselves, about how we came to where we are in our marriage and, you know, just the things that we need to do because neither one of us were right. 
you know, we get into these things where it's like, well, it's your fault. You didn't do this or you didn't do that. Um, but we had to look at ourselves and say, all right, well, that happened. How are we going to move forward? Um, and once I realized there was a need in this space, um, we have so many people talking about relationships, right? Um, we need some more trained <laughs> professionals. <laughs> that was so articulate, so politically correct. <laughs> And included in the conversation, you know, we need sure. to talk about it from a real standpoint, you know, um, I believe we need to talk about it from a real life standpoint. We need to talk about it from the standpoint of what we're supposed to be doing in purpose alignment with how relationship was cre created to be by God. Mm. Um, and we need to talk about it, you know, from how we're living it in the day-to-day -day life so that we can make it better, make it what it's supposed to be and stop just assuming all these things that we have we come into a relationship with so many assumptions and that's 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 the biggest challenge i come that's with true. my stuff and you come with your stuff and we just don't never get it together <laughs> very true very oh my god and i think that i think that with oh and, and correct me if you're if i'm wrong but i think sometimes marriages fail because the lack of putting in the work like you have to be able to look at yourself. You have to be able to see where self-reflect first, yeah. right? It's so easy to point the finger. And I, I think that even for myself, I didn't get to this point where I could look at myself generally, like, first of all, counseling, right? And then yeah. also the self-awareness, the work, putting in the work and realizing, okay, I need to read these books. I need to be more mindful and really conscious and my approach, my language, like really. And I think that that's where it falls apart is because both people have to do it. Absolutely. Right. And I think when nobody's doing it or one person is doing it, it's not going to work. What do you, what is your thought on that? You know, we hear that term irreconcilable differences, right? And that's basically two people couldn't come together and be vulnerable enough to have a conversation that they needed to have and communicate what they really needed to articulate to their partner. And I do hear people out there saying, you know, if, if the wife is pulling it together, you can get your husband into doing this, but mm -mm, that man ain't gonna change too. <laughs> he's ready to now that doesn't mean you shouldn't be trying and doing what you know you should be doing don't just do wrong or be out here acting stupid because he acted stupid right you lead by example because wives are wisdom you know what i mean mm -hmm. we, we are the helpmate we help them and i think sometimes we can get so weary in our helping where we can feel taken advantage of or just like kind of what's the point that we just kind of give up and don't want to do it anymore but the Bible ain't saying nothing about that. Like you gotta hang in there. You gotta keep doing it. If yeah, you girl. Woo. <laughs> I know. I know. It gets hard. I've been there. I've been there. It got to a point where I had to pray that prayer. Like, uh, you know, if somebody ain't supposed to be in my life, you know, please remove, <laughs> remove them. And you have to listen to stuff like that. That's why, you know, people, people don't realize how difficult it is to do right all the time in your marriage. Um, and I think that is what we don't hear a lot of we hear all this stuff about dating and you know what restaurant you want to go to and what's your credit store what you need to bring to the table but baby when there ain't no table in your house because y'all don't have the money to pay your bills like how are you working through that you know what i mean <laughs> that that bringing stuff to the table and all the we need to understand on a different level how we're going to operate as people in this world because we're not always going to have it together For you know sure. i'm not going to like you every day you know um but i have to still love you and i have to show 
you what that love is um, and get to that next place that we're supposed to be. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think I'm, I think I'm going to use this as a session for myself right about now. No, (laughs) but it's good because it's so true. And like, even like you said, being the example and being the bigger person. And I, I do feel I, I, and this is like, whatever, but I do feel like with that, there is a part, like you said, of being weary when you feel like, okay, or if you want to do counseling and they may not, or they want to do, you know, they want to try something else and you're just not open to it or whatever. So I, so I just, I want to talk about like, just what are some, um, key indicators for a healthy thriving relationship? Like, cause a lot of times people think that it's always supposed to be roses and like you said where are we gonna eat and fun times and, and that's just unrealistic right because sometimes you don't think about anything in life so why do we feel like that about our relationships <laughs> exactly sometimes you don't even like your kids sometimes you don't like your right. parents so what you think right. you're supposed to like <laughs> right sometimes I don't like me and I'm like girl I'm sick of you I'm going back oh to my sleep. god <laughs> that's a whole word that's a whole nother <laughs> Like, girl, what are you doing? Oh, just go to sleep. You avoid the mirror because you only want to see yourself, right? No, for sure. Yeah. So just what are some key indicators? Sure, we'll go sure. with that, the positive, sure. on, you know, um, that you can use that are there for healthy, thriving relationships. Sure, sure. I The basis of what I teach all my couples, I'll, I'll give you that very, very nice and neat. You have to have a vision where there's no vision, people perish. Proverbs 29, 18, that, that you have to have a vision. Having a vision allows you to be on the same page. When you're on the same page, you know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I don't have to argue about these other things because that's not what's a part of our vision. So we're we not even addressing that. We're not even going there. And when I find myself going there, I can quickly bring myself back because that, that's going to interrupt our plan. So you have to have a vision. Communication. You have to have an understanding of how you are perceived and how the, you are perceiving the other person. So I might say, yeah, okay, let's just do it to something that my husband is asking me for. I may be agreeing with him, but I'm giving off all the bad vibes. So I have to be aware of my nonverbal verbal cues, what I'm doing, you know, how I'm responding. How do I look? What is my facial expressions? Do I have a vested interest? Um, do I look like to him um, that I'm really and, tru- and truly saying what I want to say and what I mean to say? Um, we'll get into this a little bit later, but you got to tame, tame your tongue. You got to tame your uh-huh. tongue. You, you have to say what you mean and mean what you say. And when you say a little too much, sometimes you got to know how to apologize. There are apology languages. There are love languages. There are forgiveness languages. You have to learn all of that. All of that is a part of communication. So though that's a huge one. I spend a lot of time on that with a lot of my clients. The other key um, indicator I would say is also vulnerability. Yeah. Get into this, into this vibe where we're like, I shouldn't have to tell him this. He should know. Says who? For sure. clearly he don't know (laughs) how's that working for you so far you know what I mean having that vulnerability allows for a judgment-free zone because when I feel like I can be vulnerable with you I want to tell you those things that are causing me pain and I think a lot of us are so afraid of being open and honest because we're afraid to experience the pain to share the pain but we don't realize on the other side of the pain is the purpose yeah partnership 
is all the things that you need to get you to where you should actually be in relationship. And we just, it's like we get to this place where we don't want to be played. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to yeah. play your position, not play your partner. You right. Are oh my goodness. And I think that I think that men more have that part. They, they, they have to work through that a little bit more with the vulnerability. And I know women do too, but mm -hmm. for me, I'm the type, like what you see is what you get. Like I am... I, I'm gonna feel my feelings. And that's yeah. that I wasn't always like that. You know what I'm saying? So like if I'm feeling excited and I'm emotional and I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. If I'm feeling hurt, I'm gonna, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let my tears out. I'm I'm going to be excited if I need to be excited. And I also am open to ex not exposing myself, but just being vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Like I and like even with my girlfriend, some of my friends, like you don't have to be, you know, so, but it's just who I am. Like I heard this man say um today, I uh, forget his name. He's the pastor and he was saying vulnerability is his superpower. Okay. And so when he said that, I don't know if I subscribe to that, but yeah. I understood it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I felt that because there is some power in being vulnerable, like you just mentioned. But I find like sometimes guys, they don't want to be um vulnerable they don't want to seem like come off as being like weak or whatever and it could be from some past traumas so I, I do think as a wife it is our duty to give them that safe space and to allow them to know like that that's it's okay and not condemn them for it or not feel like because I a lot of women when they see guys they're like oh he's crying or he's you know what I'm saying and it's kind of like I'm a boy mom please don't tell my boys not to cry Okay, if they hurt, if they're don't tell, I'm not saying they're gonna be crybabies, but one thing that will boil my grits is telling my boys do not cry. Hit the nail on the head. You're you're that mom, but I think we're just now getting to our generation is just now getting to that place where we're like, okay, no, we need to help these men feel the feels past us and beyond, you know, us and older. I would definitely say, when have men ever been allowed to feel a feeling? You exactly. you calling six year three year old Johnny little man? He's not a man. He is a boy. Black boys at the age of probably about eight, nine, ten years old, they are grown men. They look like grown men. They bigger than some of them bigger than me. I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> and some of these boys, unfortunately, start getting treated like men. There's this whole you know the single mom thing. He's the man of the house. He is not. He is a little boy. He is your son. He is not your boyfriend. He is not your man. He is not your protective provider. That is your that is your child. And unfortunately, a lot of our men do not know how to um, feel their feelings. They do not know how to express how they feel because they've never sat down and had the time to process feelings. Right. Girls right. Are hard. Oh, write in your journal. Oh, be the nurturer. Take care of the baby. The baby's crying. We learn like, okay, let me, the baby's crying. I got to help the baby feel better. Men don't learn that. They're not helping the basketball feel better. They're pounding against the baby. Go harder, run faster. Did it. You know what I mean? So when we talk about the communication, we talk about how um, we're perceiving others, we have to take into consideration um, just the life experience of the collective of men, right? They're not talking. So it's going to take them some time and usually a professional in some cases yeah. to help mm -hmm. them get to the place where they can 
it feel one know recognize what that feeling is feel comfortable expressing that feeling and hey are you making it a safe space are you making that's a part of vulnerability too is this a safe space for both of us to share what we're feeling or do i let you emotionally unload on me and i take it in and i hug you and make you feel better but when i have my outburst and it may look like depression and I'm sitting on the couch, couch playing Madden all day. And you like, well, what's wrong with you? You're not talking yeah. to me. That's how I express. Or, you know, if I burst out in anger because really I'm depressed or I'm sad or I feel like I'm out of control and it's anxiety coming out, you don't know how to respond to that. So there is a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it really is. It really is that we just do not think about. So, you know, that's a part of that vision. It's a part of that communication. The vulnerability is huge. Um, and, and that vulnerability leads to intimacy, which is, of course, what we all want, more of passion, intimacy, all that good stuff. And I would say the last key indicator um, would definitely be um, expectations, making sure that, you know, we come in to relationships with a lot of expectations, but we need to be in relationship and leave relationship with clear clear um I'm sorry with assumptions we come in with a lot of assumptions but we need to get clear on what the expectations are Mm. how do you want to be treated how are you going to be treating me um you know we have to make sure that we're aligned in vision because those expectations are how we walk out our goals that we come from the vision phase so yeah those are the most the big things the big those are good those are really and you know the expectation part I think that that doesn't come right away. I think that's a, I think when no one's having those conversations, right? Okay. And so, yeah, it's My just like- when we were first married is not the same now that we have two kids. And that's why it's important to keep revisiting that vision. That you a vision. Yeah, if we're on that same page, then it's, a, then it's guaranteed that we can, like you said, discard those things that are not aligned with the vision. Yeah, and, yeah. and oh my God, those are so good. Those are so, so good. And, and, that's, and why, that's why I feel like folks, folks don't realize, like, I, I feel like we get so permanent, permanency. There's so much permanency. Like once something happens, that's how it has to be. And then we never talk about it again. Um, and you just, you can't, you can't, it can't be like that. It can't be like that. Cause things are changing all the time in a relationship. You're getting older, you're having kids. Just, it's just so much that changes. Even if you're not even having kids and introducing that just life has changed girl when Everything. i say groceries have gotten <laughs> out of control that changes your mom's <laughs> budget that is a conversation that needs to be had because yeah. whatever you were spending before baby is about to double <laughs> like yeah and, oh my god it's like it's like two three times more i'm like wait a minute so yeah. like with the with with this um these key indicators mm-hmm. i really I, I mean i love them all and i love and in my mind i'm, I'm envisioning them all like linking together right but when you when we talk about the vision which because i am i'm a i'm a mindset coach so everything starts with the mind when you talk about the vision how often right because i heard this couple say that they do weekly check-ins and the comments was like anybody got time for that and and i'm like well that's what works for them you know what i'm saying like (laughs) whatever right so they they check in with each other to see how um how their cup is being filled if there was something that that needed to happen um or what what are some ways that you're feeling about this and just checking in with each other what is your thoughts on weekly check-ins or is that a thing is that you know what is your thoughts on that 
So I usually, you know, when we're trying to figure out how to improve our relationships, I usually start folks off with a weekly check-in. Now, once you get into this and it's pretty fluid, do you need a weekly check-in? No, you don't need to have a state of the union address every single week. But I definitely suggest, especially when life gets super busy and, you know, it's a lot of stuff going on. It's holiday season. You got a lot of family touch points, a lot of just stuff happening right yeah. now. I do suggest weekly check-ins, um, but whether you're doing it weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, I would not go farther out than a month because it's it's just, you don't need to wait that long. It's always changing. Yeah. Things are always changing. I suggest you check in. And by check-in, I mean, we're talking about finances. We're talking about special events. Is anything coming up? How are we mm -hmm. handling your, your mom who's coming in here? She always got an attitude, you know, you know, just, just you, you're, you're having those conversations about whatever's going on in your life. I also, I am huge, huge, huge on if there's something that has happened that week, which is why in the beginning I start off with weekly because we're still learning the communication and all that. If it's something that has happened that has started, has caused an issue that week and you did not go into the argument about it, I would suggest spending that time during that weekly check-in to say, okay, this was said or this happened. And this is how I feel about it. Um, and that is that time to be able to do that. So you're not spending your whole week going back and forth, having an attitude, arguing and such. Right. And such. That is why weekly, I think initially is really, really good because it allows you to get used to talking. And a lot of us aren't used to talking about what our issues are. We just had an attitude and move on. How many people are out there fighting about the same thing? week after week after month after year yeah. years mm -hmm. down the road they still arguing about the same thing yeah. so, so these weekly check-ins allow you to to do that um what are you doing what are we doing great because a lot of times we don't talk about that either what what are you doing what did I do this week that you liked what do you want me to do more of did we have sex did we go on a date you know are we going to church as much as we wanted to do the kids need new shoes okay what is the plan about uh -huh. Do not spend $350 this week. What is going on with you and Target for us? You know what I mean? You just need to have those conversations and those check-ins. I also suggest a mandatory date night. Whatever your budget oh, yeah. can handle, whatever you know you can do, I suggest for sure having a mandatory date night. Do not let who plans the date night and where you go and the this and that. Don't get caught up in all that. The point is right. quality time because what happens is we become roommates. We get into this whole uh, work, kids, dinner, sleep, and it becomes a cycle. Repeat, yep. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Groundhog Day, just over and over again. And we mm -hmm. have to make sure that we are intentional about creating that quality time. So even if your day is after the kids go to bed, you guys pop popcorn and drink wine on the floor, watching the movie, do something, do something. You know what I mean? You have tons and tons and tons of free dates, but you have to do something. Um, I, I just think- Really quick, I just, that- check-in thing. I just want to touch on that because I really, um, I think that's super important. And I, even when there is a, a, a beef or a disagreement, right? Because like, for example, for me, I'm a communicator. Like I need to know, let's work, let's talk this through right, right now. Right. And even, because even, even if I'm upset, I still am a communicator. Like I'm not, you know, I've, I've mastered maintaining my emotions. Right. But my partner is a processor. Yep. So he doesn't want to talk about it right now. So it's kind of like, 
where are you going? Like, we're having a, you know? And he's like, I, so I, in learning him and in, we've been together so long, I'm learning that he's a processor. I'm a communicator. I need right now, he needs time. So that weekly check-in is perfect because he's processing for three weeks or whatever. And I'm like, uh, are we going to talk about it? Like, you know what I'm saying? So now that gives us both a happy medium where mm-hmm. I wait. And he now has to meet me halfway. So I do love that part of it is like that check-in is the time where now you can get your thoughts, you can get your feelings, you can, and I can just wait. And maybe even in my communication, maybe in me waiting, I may be able to deliver a little bit better. I may be able to see another way. So um, so those weekly check-ins is, is huge. And it was just to me when people were like, I don't have time for that, or that's just extra. And I'm like, but again, they probably weren't even married or not happily married. So, yeah. Or they may just be good communicators and they just may not be in that season in their relationship. That's very that. true too, yeah. But that, that's huge. Um, I, I talk a lot about fighting fair. And a part of fighting fair is, you know, obviously I don't want you to fight at all. But when you get into yeah. conflict, because conflict is going to arise, you need to know how to handle it. And a part of that, because I'm that person, I was very much we need to talk about this right now. I'm upset. What is going on? We not going to sleep. You can't go to sleep mad. Girl, you better go to sleep. (laughs) You better not. You better get them Z's, okay? (laughs) But, you know, we have to fight fair and we have to understand and agree upon, again, setting those expectations. How are we going to handle this? So when conflicts arise, I usually suggest giving each other at least 10 minutes. But you talk about this, okay? This is going to be an issue. I don't want to fight. Let's separate for 10 minutes, no more than 20, and come back. And when we come back, we're not talking about 10,000 things that you did since 1994. We're talking about the I feel when you I need situation. So I feel embarrassed when you yell at me. I need you to talk to me in a time in a calm manner. You know, you get into the heart of what that's a very surface level, but yeah, you yeah. Do- of whatever your issue is and I had to that was something that I had to learn very early on in our relationship too he is a processor I he doesn't know how he feels in the moment because he's just mad or angry or and it's not even that it's like well I'm not angry but I felt like you weren't allowing me to express myself and you were trying to rush me so now I feel like you don't care how I feel you only care how you feel but giving him allows him to calm down and then usually bring suggestions on how we can fix whatever the issue is to the table because that's what you want to do you want to say okay this is the issue but this is what we need to do to fix it and that's why that time allows you to you know yeah I love that and it's not a and I think also adopting the it's not a win or lose right Right. it's not a it's it's like Right. It's like, I'm not trying to win the argument. I, I look at it like, and that's what I was telling um someone. I was like, it's not about win or lose. It's more like just a compromise and understanding and appreciating each other's opinion. And someone said something to me, my girlfriend, she was like, there's always two perspectives. Like when you feel like, you know, you're, you're thinking of something in a way, uh, challenge yourself to think of it another way. And that's yeah. going to negate the thought or the feeling of having to be right or feeling like your way is the only way and I've been in just life in general been adopting that for a while now and it's so freeing yeah so bringing that into like a a romantic relationship a platonic relationship is just so freeing because 
there's always a, another perspective or another way. So, and it doesn't mean that one is right or wrong. So that's, you know. Fight the problem with the person, not the person with the problem. Mm. Because when we start attacking the other person and not like this specific behavior or this action that we don't like happening, we it, it, it spirals from there. So there's an unwanted behavior. Okay, he's texting on the phone. You don't start going off, da 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 You set boundaries around that issue. Right. With me, I don't feel comfortable when you put your phone face down. If I, I don't feel comfortable about you having conversations that sound like this, da -da, you know, you start going into that. Not, you're a liar, you're a cheat. You, you don't go into fighting the, the person. You fight the problem together. I love that. And if that person does not want to fight the problem with you, they are the problem and you need to exit stage left. Yeah. <laughs> that is, and that, that part. So we, mm -hmm. so we, we, we touched on a few um, strategies to improve communication and intimacy, but um, I know that there's more. So I definitely want to talk on that. Like just some ways to improve the communication. Cause we talked about like, we know a healthy relationship has a vision and, you know, we're communicating, but what are some ways if someone is like, okay, but how, or, you know, trying to figure that part out where For to sure. start. So definitely um, we touched on those weekly check-ins. Those are huge because they, they give you a time and a space to handle business and you can spend the rest of your time doing what you need to be doing. Um, for sure, the quality time. So I always give folks a mandatory date night, schedule sex if you need to. It is not above any of us. Um, also um, that cheat code of fighting, learning to fight fair, learning how to um, handle conflicts together is key to getting to a place where you can sit down and start to have the open and honest conversation because that creates the vulnerability and when you do what you say you're going to do I'm not going to pressure you on this right now we're going to come back in 20 minutes you start to build trust you start to build a buy-in and when I learned that I can trust you in the middle of my vulnerability wow now I really feel connected and I really feel like okay we're gonna we can work through this and when we create a solution to it oh my god right you know what I mean um in addition to that grace and gratitude you know I don't think we praise our partners enough um we we oftentimes this is something we do my husband and I have learned to do all the time throughout the day. Oh, thank you for washing the dishes. Oh, thank you for picking that up. Oh, thank you for, we, we, we cannot say thank you enough. Um, we cannot recognize the other Love person. That. And I think sometimes we get to a space and place where we forget to say thank you. Um, where we forget to, and it's not that you have to be, Oh, well, thank you. Master. It, it's not that it's just showing that, hey, I see you, you working hard, you, you doing stuff that, yes, these are things that you should be doing. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you should be doing, but hey, I see you because you could not be doing them. So thank you for doing that. Um, as that. well as extending grace, you know, you know, I think that we forget that love is patient, love is kind. And a lot of times our love don't feel like how love is supposed to feel. Um, and a part of that is extending the grace treating the person how you would want them to treat you talking to them yes. the way that you would want them to talk to you about whatever the issue is at hand um and sometimes not meeting them i see you see those memes all the time where my energy matches your energy no you you are the thermostat you set the tone and the temperature for your household sure. for your relationship if they're coming in hot 
and that's not what you need to create, you need to change the vibe, then change it. You would be that change. You handle that. Um, yeah. We all know how to, we know, we know how to do that. We know how, to, sure. we know how to be, I won't even say it's being a bigger person. It's being what we need in that, in yeah. that time of whatever's going on, you know? And it, and it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And it works. Mm-hmm. Me and energy, like, is not going to work. It's not, yeah. it's just going to make it worse. And for me, like, I know my personally, I, you know, I've done so much work on myself. So I am like, because that was personal work. So now that when I encounter people, I can show up as my best self. And so that meeting people where they, that energy thing, I don't like, uh-uh. Because that's not going to, because that's what, I don't know how to meet you. I'm going to be up there. <laughs> she, she, she's in there. Sometimes when she comes out, it's hard to get her to go back in. You know what I mean? I don't even want to come out. You don't, you don't want to see her because she don't know how to go home. So, you know, you have to, you have to be careful. That's why a lot, a lot of this work is self-work. Like you were saying, you have to work on yourself is learning. I have chosen to do life with this person. How can I control myself so that I can show up as my best self and inspire them to be their best selves as well? And I think so, so many times we get caught up in changing the other person. No, that's not, that's not how that works. That's not how that works. No, 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 no. I, I love that. And so now we, we, we identified the things that, you know, that are encompass a healthy relationship. And we also have, you know, thought about like, okay, if you're still trying to figure it out, these are some things that you want to focus on and that yeah. you can start like today. Yeah. yeah. But then we know that there are some situations where there are just, you shouldn't be in this in the first place. And I, and you know, it is what it is. Right. So I just mm-hmm. want to just touch on quickly if there are, or how do you view like the red flags and this could be pre marriage. Cause even yeah. in dating, because you know, we really, when you get married to somebody, I mean, I'm not saying that the Bible talks about staying, you know, married and they look at, but I don't believe, I, I believe that there are ways out. There are reasons yeah. to leave. And certain right? things are not, you should not be enduring because that's not real love. Exactly. Just, yeah, I do and say so. So yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that's, I'm not going to stay here and be like, oh, marriage is forever or whatever, because it, it's, that's unrealistic. But sure. I do want to address, like, say some red flags prior to, or, you know, when you're in a relationship and you feel like this could be my husband or this could be my wife or this person I want to be with, but there are some red flags that you're choosing. Cause yeah. a lot of times I think that we see the flags or yeah. they're there, but we choose to ignore them till it's, and, and then we want to be like, you a red flag, but you dealt with it for so long. So um, if you want to just talk a little bit about some red flags that we can look sure. out for. Sure. Or, I mean, obviously, you know, any type of abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, absolutely stop. No, go the opposite direction. Um, those are the huge first and foremost red flags. Anyone who is making a relationship should make you want to do and be better in a uh-huh. positive way. Uh-huh. Um, anyone who is making you feel smaller, less than not equal to that is a huge red flag gaslighting that is a huge huge red flag that's can you define that for us yeah that's gaslighting i think people people have been using that word so loosely that they don't really understand what that is to make it as simple as possible gaslighting can just be you that you them not validating how you're feeling or making things your fault all the time when indeed it is actually not 
um, and then turning, you know, flipping the script. Um, anybody that makes you feel crazy, like <laughs> that's not okay. And if it, if you feel like I'm not sure, talk to a professional, reach yeah. out to somebody who get the coaching, get the counseling, get the therapy, um, because you, you need to, someone needs to recognize whatever is going on and help you find a solution for it when you mm-hmm. can um, yeah. find a solution on your own. And I think that's the biggest red flag. We are the big red flags ourselves because no one teaches us how to do relationship and we just keep trying to do it all the time. Like you got a mentor, you got a pastor, you got, you know, a business coach, but you never thought to get help in your own relationship. Well, that don't make sense. You go to the doctor, you go to the dentist because you don't know how to do those things. I'm one. So like, let's, let's start checking in with some professionals. Let's, let's, I'm not saying go and you need a weekly session every single week for the rest of your life, but check in, check in every now and then to see, you know, what's going on. Arguing about the same things over and over. That's not necessarily an indicator that you need to walk away, but it's definitely someone else needs to come in to help you all with that communication, taming your tongue, making sure that you are able to um, articulate positively solution-oriented conversation and communication on what you need to happen, um, yeah. not demeaning someone else, not uh, talking down to and making them feel less than as well. You know, there's a lot of I don't know what's going on in the culture right now, but we have a lot of women out there who are, I'm not dating men who are not making six figures, who don't have this and da 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 da. And that's not healthy. That's not healthy. And a lot of you going to miss out on some good men out here that are doing their very best at the moment. And hey, maybe even you can get with them and make and help them to grow and increase um, together. But you coming in talking crazy like this, like, you need to check you. There's some things going yeah. on with you, with you first, sure. especially if you aren't meeting people on that vibe. Usually I don't hear women saying you need to bring this, 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 and this to the table when they own a couple of tables. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't usually yeah. hear women talking about that. So, sure. you know, we, we have to mind ourselves and what red flags are we exhibiting? What what red flags are we um you know, kind of showing. And any and also another red flag is if you're feeling like you're walking on eggshells all the time, like you can't really be mm-hmm. yourself or um you don't feel free to kind of like share. I think those are the main red flags. I talked a lot about feelings red flags. I'm not talking about him sneaking off on the phone. I'm not talking right. about you no, know those, be, those those are different things and you should already know those. I want I want you to pay attention to how you feel, how you are being perceived and how he is perceiving you. Those are things that are red flags and those are the things that we need to if we're asking, should I be in this relationship? Those are the things that we need to now start talking to a professional about. For sure. And and I, I, I love that. And I, and I also want to say, listening to your gut, like listening to your body. And I think that a lot of people don't sit still enough to really listen and really tap in. Like if you, you know, for me, I always say, if you don't know what to do, you do nothing. And what that means is that you're sitting still and you're listening from God and you're asking him with a pure heart and you're really tuning in because I, it's, I promise you, he's going to answer you. So it's kind of like, you don't go asking your friends and this friend and that friend, because what happens is everybody has a different opinion. And now you're even more confused than you were 
when you started, right? And, and they're gonna hold on to those things. Well, remember you said JoJo was. Da, 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 da. They're not gonna <laughs> let it go. You done forgave him. He didn't learned his new skills. He changed his behavior. He done moved on. But you didn't tell all your friends that he cheating on you. Girl, you can't do that. <laughs> and then they go and they and they don't they don't love him. So guess what? <laughs> They have no love for him like that. So they're going to hold on to it. ain't going to make it. Damn, Jojo is not invited to the family cookout <laughs> or to brunch with friends, okay? They don't like Jojo no more. Right, and now you're in the heart. And now that affects your relationship because you have, you have violated the vulnerability. You, you, you've led him mm. to not be able to trust you because now you're going somewhere else to have those conversations. That's why I say talk to a professional, y'all. Please just go just talk to somebody. <laughs> please, please, please. Because so much, so much, and you know this because you're a mindset coach. So much of what we need to be doing, we have it starts here. We have to figure out how to change our mindset so that we can set ourselves up for success mm. in any area of our life. Mm-hmm. And yep. when we choose not to invest in that, we're oftentimes not successful, especially because we're as a community of black people are trying to go somewhere different that we haven't been before. So you need to reach out to people who have been there or are at least on the path in a in a farther area of the journey than you are to reach back and say hey how did you get there how did you do this um and we we we've got to do it otherwise we're we we're not gonna be in a good place they say in 20 by what is it 2053 the um the net worth of black folks is gonna be zero dollars and zero cent that's a lot like this is dangerous like right. that, that's why i'm very serious about relationships making it work figuring it out because the last time we were in a place where we had no value we were being sold we were yeah. giving up free labor and yeah. we did not want to get back to those places that's why this wave of entrepreneurship this wave of having at least we're having communication about relationships it is very annoying how unhealthy and toxic and non-solution oriented the conversations can be, you know, but we have to at least start having them. You know what I mean? We have to. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's so much trash <laughs> and I'm like constant swipe or if I was following and it just is something that doesn't, that's trash and it's speaking nonsense unfollow. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, I don't know what this is. And I feel like it's just like this war going on between the men and the, it's, it's just too much. It's a trick of the enemy. Yeah. The, the devil still steals, kills and destroys. We know that if we can attack the black household, we can dismantle the black family, which creates no community, yeah. no culture, no fertile, no fruit. There's no, yeah. Children yeah. no healthy yeah. children, no community. Right. Um, and that's what's under attack. And we need to really and truly understand that. And we need to get in our minds. I don't have to, it's a, it's a trick. It's a trick. I need to be making this much money before I can be in a relationship. I need to have X, Y, and Z. No, you don't. That don't have nothing to do with your relationship. That has nothing to do with a relationship. Your, your credit score and your, uh, annual salary and your FSLA status has nothing to do. Oh, and it's just too, it's so shallow. It's so shallow. It's so, and if you, and and like you said, like it's irrelevant, it's right. And from the beginning, you said that, you know, we are the help me. We are the ones that, you know, change the, the dynamic of the house. And this guy, he's another pastor. He said that we're the peace of the home, right? When we come in, we're the ones that, that 
dictate how the house moves and stuff like that. So I feel like if you're looking for all of this in a person and them to have all of this, it's, I think you're missing because all that, the, the, the foundation is yeah. not there. And it's like, and then, like you said, you're missing out on good people yeah. right? Just be- yeah. because of this standard. No, you don't have to be messing with nobody. They don't have anything that's standing on the street on the corner, but like, let's be honest. Like, you know we what I'm saying? Let's be real. So these men out, we got good black men out here. We got mm-hmm. The way some of these ladies be talking, like I saw this, um, did you see that clip about this girl who was on a date with a guy and she pulled up to the Cheesecake Factory? And I was she too was- thrilled. First of all, ma'am. Okay. The fried mac and cheese balls, though. No. <laughs> First of all, I love me some cheesecake. You can take me to Cheesecake Factory. I'm down for the change. Like, yeah, I like Nobu. Yeah, I like how yeah. Yeah, I like I like good some nice restaurants too. But God, I'm a better baby biscuit, me baby. Like, I love me some. <laughs> I just feel like that is just so. Wrong. But the point, that's fine. You can feel that way. But it, how inappropriate is it for you to get on live with your followers and say, "This dude taking me," I'm not and wouldn't open the door? Wouldn't like that to me is a. And you know the, the grace and the the I didn't see the whole mm-hmm. video, but I saw him say, "You want to talk about it? Okay, let's talk about it." And he sat down and he was saying, "You know, in my opinion, I'm supposed to keep you safe on a date. I'm supposed to do this." And I was like, "Kudos to you, sir." And see, and then see, I was talking to my girlfriends about this literally just today. Um, she was saying how if, if if it was her son, she would have been like, leave her right there. And I'm just like, because in the parking lot, leave her in the Yeah, car. catch an Uber because at the end of the day, and he said something, I think I caught a part where he was like, You were late, so we missed the reservation to the um, other place or whatever. And then she started backpedaling, like, so it's over. You're not in, you know, we're going to go home. He was like, yeah, like it's pretty much it's done. And she was saying like, wow, like, like meaning like, wow, you cutting a date off. Like, what did you expect? You have now exposed your character and there is not. So the date is now. <laughs> You're lucky he's taking you home. That's a real gentleman. Cause that's so disrespectful. Who told you that I wanted my face on the internet and you are playing me. You literally playing me out for all these people to see. And now I've become a, a, a viral video like that's, that's the, the, the thing is he's probably going to get a bunch of dms too because some girl like take me to cheesecake <laughs> <laughs> like boy i'm gonna go to cheesecake factory with you i'm gonna be like heck yeah bring me back yeah. the, uh... <laughs> the marble cheesecake <laughs> i like the red velvet i like yeah. the vanilla cream i like the fresh strawberry it's the so perfect. good hey, look, so... look look i'm down for the cheesecake <laughs> That's so messed up. That's so messed up. That's terrible. But this was so (laughs) great. Like I, I'm really like excited to go back and even just take down some notes and share this out. I definitely have some clips that I'm definitely going to pick out for us because they were so good. But yeah, um, yeah, so let us know, like, how can we find you? We definitely have to do something though, because that. So one thing that I want to do, um, I'll put, um, sis, I'll make sis stop soaking a discount code for anybody who's um, subscribed and listening to uh, this podcast for sure. So I'll give them a discount on any services that they do, but you can always find me at coachmecourtney.com and it's Courtney with a K um, or coach me Courtney on Instagram. I am very soon going to be launching a podcast and YouTube. So stay tuned for all that. You'll be seeing it as well. Yes. I'm excited to begin having more of these conversations because we really need to have them. We really truly. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, definitely. So you guys heard that. 
Yes, it's so important. So in the show notes, you will have she will have all her information there. And again, she's gonna use Sis Stop Sulking as a discount code. So make sure that you click the link and book a service with Coach Me Courtney. That is awesome. So yeah, I, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming. I um I just before I end, I just want to ask you for one mindset declaration one thing that you um that we could write down because we say declaration at the end of every show and we write them down and we save them so one that we can add to our list that we can repeat okay um something that I like to repeat to myself um in the morning and before I go to sleep at night is I um I like the certain turn. Okay, sorry, you gotta set the load right. So you have to turn the lights down low, or either light okay. like a candle or something like that. And I like to repeat to myself, "I am enough. I have enough. Tomorrow I will be enough. Tomorrow I will have enough." Um, because I think so many times I can get so forward thinking about like, "Oh, I need to do this. I need to do. I need to do," and I'm not realizing and being present in the moment. So when I make those I am statements, I like to make it around being enough and totality and being a totality of my day at the end of the day. I did enough. I did enough today. I love it. Did I get everything checked off? Maybe, maybe not, but I did enough. I did enough of what I need. And I am enough. And, and I, I, tomorrow, enough. I love that for sure. So and if I need to definitely. do more tomorrow, then it'll get, then it'll get done. And I'll, and I'll do that. Cause I have what it takes in me to get done. You know, what needs to get done already. already. Yeah. Because I can, I can definitely relate to that because I am so, I have a list and, I have a to a to do list and a to don't list, right? Yeah. And there's times when I feel like, oh, there's I just wanted to do two more things and just time to. And I'm li- lately, just recently, probably like the last couple of weeks, I'm just like giving myself grace, like, girl, That's you true. did this. Like, you know, I made a complete transition from my day job to working pretty much for myself, and I got like a couple of part time jobs, and and yeah. it's it's like, whoa, but I, I I love it, and but I find too that I still have to really met. I thought I was gonna have all this free time, and so yeah. I still have to really be intentional with my time, and also give myself like, girl, give yourself grace, you know. And so I am enough, and uh, I I love that. So I'm gonna add that to my thing for sure because that is the self checking. It's the same thing you do in your relationship. Don't put so much on it. You just checked in with yourself. You do the same yeah. thing. That's a for sure. I love that. <laughs> Daily check in with yourself. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Like I want to say, for me, it's probably like every hour. It's almost yes. like okay. <laughs> Some days it's like, all right, take a moment, like, and I really have to look at myself, yeah, and like kind of get yourself together because it's sure. just a lot. You know, life is just lifing, but also God is still guiding, right? Absolutely. So I love it. Um, I love so it. yeah, so thank you again so so much. This was great. I truly enjoyed you. Um, so don't forget to like and subscribe to the show. Share this with at least one friend. I want you to be well and to remember that your past does not dictate your future. Till next time.